This is the only thing that is constant. That's all you need to know. This is constant. Everything else, I don't need to trouble. I don't need to trouble everything else. Only this, this is constant. And you prove, you see, that everything is being watched from here. And if here and you is the same thing. That's all you need to know. Because when you speak and you say, then. Yeah, see, this thing, personal stuff. Uh, don't give it too much importance because the importance you give it is the power you give it. You see, yeah, the attention goes there, but that is also noticed in the place that you are here. And just keep concentrating on the place that you are here. Leave everything else. Just keep, keep this always in mind. You know, this place, looking, looking, not saying, oh, I know. I know that I know this place. Don't say that. Be that place. Look from this place, uh, and uh, keep keep at it. Keep looking uh, and confirming, seeing you know, that uh, with everything, including this conversation, is uh, occurring in my beingness. Everything is occurring. Is happening in the awareness. If you were not aware, you would not. Know that I'm sitting here, and you know we are here to you. You would not know anything at all. The base of that is the awareness itself. You see, you have to keep on confirming, and this is the best way for you because it's not complex. It's not you have to do this and then that thing, and then you have to come back to this place, and you have to do this and do 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 do. No, no, it's very simple. What I tell you, it's the simplest guidance. Because even if you do all the other things, you have to come back and recognize this what I'm talking. So you just keep your um, keep keep catching this because if you catch anything else, it's it's like it's not that important. Anything else is not that important. Maybe it might seem important to the mind, but it's really not that important. This is the only thing that's important that you keep remembering and seeing and experiencing. But I am this. I'm just here. I'm this. I'm just here. Everything, my senses, mind, they are functioning in this. But without this, they are not functioning. You just notice, and you become more conscious 
of this all the time. It just doesn't matter. Nothing changes it. No season changes. No place you go. No relationship you have can change this. This is always the constant. And this is what you you have to know. The rest you you don't have to worry about anything anything else. You see. And uh, <clears throat> when you the mind is coming in and saying, Yeah, sometimes you have to be with my family or I have to go back to work and my mind you're already in identification right there again. You are already speaking from identification, which you are able to observe it. You're able to observe that and to know immediately. Don't carry on with that so much, because the more you speak like that, the more you believe it, the more you create the habit of talking about, you know, something that is not even true. It's not. It's not even important. You see, your memories are not true. You know, it's just because you have combined them with feeling, and then it creates this kind of, uh, you know, oh yes, this thing happened, and then I have to this. This is really bad use of your your at your concentration time, but you give it away to um, to to something which is not important. It's not important. All these things not important. You know, it's only you remember them. And give them a sense of importance, and then they preoccupy your mind. It's not important, you know. If somebody asks you about them and you say something very quickly, oh, how's your family? They're, they're fine. They're fine. And your sisters are, they're, they're good. They're good. But don't be quick to make conversations about these things. It's nothing, and people will waste your time. They'll talk about foolish things with you, and if they get used to that you are somebody you're easy to talk to, and uh, you know, you know the truth of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people they're afraid of me. Okay, like they're a bit afraid of me. Maybe you too. I don't know. But they're a bit afraid of me, right? I don't have any horns. Nothing like this. Uh, why? Why they should be? Why they should be? Why they should be afraid of me? They're afraid because um, their mind is afraid. Because uh, I will not listen to the, because my mind will not listen to their talk about themselves and oh yes, Muji, you know, the next week I like to go and uh, to visit this temple. I'm not interested in that. So, and also. There's there's some kind of fear that I will catch them or cut the mind, and because they have identified with the mind, they're a bit confused and they want to something wants to protect the mind, so they're afraid because if they come, if we meet together, then there's there's a feeling like there's a threat. There's a feeling like you know it might it might be uncomfortable. Because the mind wants to be comfortable, and how the mind is comfortable is talking nonsense things, or you know, okay, maybe it doesn't sound like nonsense things. Oh yeah, we're doing this, and you know, did this experiment, and or oh, even spiritually, it talks. You know, yeah, I've been sitting in meditation for the last three. It's nonsense things. It's nothing. It's nothing at all. 
you know. So don't think, oh, we are really, we are really talking because we use spiritual words. It doesn't mean you're speaking anything, actually. But sometimes if we have a strong sense of uh, person, yeah, if you have a strong sense of person, then, uh, then you will um, want to, to talk like that. You're attracted to this type of conversation. So I don't know how, how much there is inside you as a fire for these things. Yeah, if you if there's just some interest, but not the depth, because sometimes people are attracted, they're attracted to to what I'm speaking, but they don't have the depth as yet. They still have a lot of some interest in the life, like oh yeah, I want to, you know, I want this thing from life. I want to go and I want to have a family, or I want to. Yeah, I want to go and study this thing here. I want to do so. These things. If you have this intention, you're not going to wake up. I can be very, very blunt about it. Mm -hmm. If you have a desire like that, you know, if it happens, it's fine. If you find that somehow, you know, something is happening, and you find yourself doing these things, then it doesn't take. It cannot take over your mind. It doesn't take over your mind because you know it's natural. Something life wants to express this. But if you say, you know, yeah, I really want to go to music school and I want to study music, uh, jazz music, you're not going to wake up because you're giving importance to something and your mind is going to want to keep it. And then when it comes to the deeper, the deeper thing, your mind is going to say, yeah, but you know, then I'm not going to be able to do this thing. And you are going to still feel, oh, well, no, I want to do this. Maybe I do this first, and then later I can come back to my satsang. And people are doing this all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And uh, and it, it's okay because, it, depending on the maturity of the person, if they if if they have a lot of this desire inside them, um, are they attracted to satsang? Yes, but just like some other, just like another thing, it's not the depth. You will not uh, wake up so uh, strongly because you have too many interests inside the heart, you know? which is, I'm not criticizing it, it's fine. I'm just telling you that if you treasure many desires in your heart, they will preoccupy your attention and then somehow you'll be postponing. When you come to satsang, you're weak, you're very weak. You come to satsang, mm, you're distracted sometimes because, you know, my words will trouble you because you feel like it's putting light on something makes makes your mind uncomfortable because your mind is holding on to this thing. All these things is like that. But I don't criticize because if if someone is in that stage where they want they want so many things from life, they want this thing, then I only point out then actually I will not give you so much time because you know there are other people more hungry than you. You see, if I go to a restaurant, then if you come before, if you arrive before, if you arrive before you, then I will serve you. I don't ask you how hungry you are. Just the one who comes first gets served, no? But if you come to my house and you're really hungry, I serve you first in a restaurant. So anybody who's looking for freedom, you come to my house, then I serve you first because you have 
you have that urge inside. The one who is not that hungry, I say, okay, you, you wait, 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 you have a cup of tea. This one must eat now. And uh, I'm just looking for the ones who want to eat now. What about the ones who don't want to eat now? They can be around there, it's okay, I don't mind. But I won't notice them so much. Not because of my attitude, not because I judge them, but simply because there's no fire. And I'm attracted to this fire inside, this urge for, 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 for freedom. But as I said, I don't criticize it because you can't make yourself interested. But sometimes, maybe you're sleeping, no? and I come and shake you, and I see you want to wake up. You understand? Then I give, I give you some energy. Because if I come and, uh, you know, maybe you don't realize that you need to wake up inside. The life come and say, come, come, you know, you, you. you know? And you wake up. Ah, ah. Wake up. Okay, good, you wake up. Another one is sitting there already, wake up, but they want to sleep, they're not really, you know. So I go for the one who is sleeping, want to wake up, wake, wake up, wake up. You know? And how do, how do you know these things? You, you feel a little bit. I know the people who keeps coming back to satsang. They, they have something. They have some. They have some attraction for the satsang. Maybe it is shared with something else. I don't know. Maybe it's shared with something else. If it's shared with something else, it's going to be weaker, a little bit weaker. No? And the people think, but you know, I can't only be interested in satsang. You know, I am interested in life. What life you're talking about? Everything comes from your heart, from your satsang. Everything, everything. I don't say you're going to discover the truth. You're going to be a monk or a nun or something. No. Maybe you discover the truth, you go and work in the corporate world. Maybe that's something that has to be expressed somehow. But through that work, your light will help a lot of people. We, we don't know. There's no enlightenment work. It's anything that you are destined in this body to do. Then your light will show through it. When you put a light, electric bulb, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter where you put it. It still shine. You put him in the. You put him in the fridge. He will still shine. You put him in the kitchen. It shine. You put him under. But it's the shine. Doesn't mind. You put light wherever you put him. In the same way. The one who is awake, wherever you put them, they'll shine, their light will shine there. So it's not that when you discover the truth, you will not, uh, you will not enjoy the things of light, but you will not be at attached to that. You will not be seeking that. You seek the most important thing. Uh, it's a beautiful text in the Bible. Jesus was talking with some of his disciples. He said, don't worry for the things in life, what you will eat, what you will, you know, how you will live, where you will sleep. Don't worry about these things. Because God knows you need these things. Look at the birds. They don't have life insurance. They don't have all these things. Yeah? But they are living, God gives them food every day. 
and freedom. It gives them the whole sky. This is your playground. Okay. And uh, look at these, look at these flowers that are growing. Look how beautiful they are. And they are alive only for a few days. And yet, God does not make them less beautiful. He doesn't say, oh, you're only alive for a few days, so I won't give you so much color. Make something most beautiful. He said that even Solomon, King Solomon, when he was dressed in his most beautiful uh, kingly costumes, was nowhere to compare to a single flower. He was only here for a few days, and a few days it withers and go away. You see, then if God takes care of these things, how much will He take care of you, who are the 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 instrument through which God can express more of His power? How much will He take care of you? But seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, which is within you, and all these things will come for you. But don't seek them; seek Him. And they will come. But you're seeking them, and he won't come. You must get your priorities right. Seek what is true. Your mind is running away from what is true, because it wants to give you. That's the, that's its function. Mind can't help it. That is its function. Easier to say, okay, you know, you you can test them because they need testing. Because when you test them, they will grow. If you test them and they fall, they're no good. But if you test them and they get strong, then they're good. So the life will test you. And when the life tests you, you will go strong. You say, thank you to life, thank you for pain, because I become strong because of this. But the weak one, oh, why I have this trouble? Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, and this one will die. Oh, you see. damage your ears to listen. You can look at the sun, it doesn't damage your eyes. You know? You can smell strong smells. It doesn't damage your nose. You can taste very strong things. It doesn't damage your tongue. In the same way you can hear even strong things in your mind. It doesn't damage your mind, it doesn't damage yourself. You just hear them if you don't identify everything's fine. Silent inside your heart. Right? You can learn many things, do many things, but 
even when you're doing them, you can still have a serenity inside your being. You can still have a silence inside your being. You don't have to get excited about anything. Even if you have to do vigorous things, you can still, they can still happen and still have a peace and sweetness inside your heart. If you don't identify, you will notice, you will notice things very quickly. If you don't identify, you will know them very quickly. And you will confirm it. If you identify, well, this is something else. Don't hold your person, you know? Don't hold your person. hear what I speak in and you don't agree or listen inside your heart, it will feel like hard work. It will feel like, oh man, it's too hard. But if you listen and you recognize it, it will be a joy for you. It will be so much joy. You will feel like you're the luckiest person in the whole world. Same words, same thing, you know. You listen and uh, if you choose your mind, if you listen, to what I say, and you stay in your mind, you know, so, yeah, thinking, yeah, well, so difficult because I have so many things to do, and yeah? then you will hear it, and then you will suffer my words. But if you hear them and they resonate inside your heart, you will love them because they will bring light, they will bring peace and freedom to you, and you realize that more than anything, more than the best food or the best thing, or the best relationship, or best anything, <laughs> that you've found the best already, because something that, that your heart recognizes, and it is happy for that. So don't... Uh, these are the signs. When we try to keep ourselves, when you try to preserve your person, then you'll always be fighting, always be hiding a little bit, hiding. You know, because your person is saying, no, no, he's coming. <laughs> Go and get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you're doing something, you see. But, uh, but when your heart is uh, open, you, know, you say, yeah, you know, everything becomes uh, such a beautiful opportunity. You love learning in the spirit. You love looking and you just love that taste, that it brings back the taste of your own self. You're not complaining all the time, resisting and moving so slowly. The beings, they come here, they come the same time, they leave the same time, but one has completed their journey. Another one is still, I don't know, I'm finding it very hard to concentrate. So with those ones, you just have to be very strict. Okay, okay, you move on. Because sometimes only like this, then people say, whoa, whoa, I'm missing my chance. If they become too comfortable, then they just sleep. They sleep. They're standing, you tell them, stand at the gate and guard, and they're sleeping. I had many in India, we were uh, in Tiruvannamalai, when we started having on top of a roof, satsang, and uh, we had a lot of equipment there, because you couldn't close it. And sometimes people come steal things. We got security guard, you know, to stay the night. And every time we went to see in the night, they're sleeping. <laughs> Security guard is there with his stick and standing. <laughs> we even came one night shaking the guard. Hello, get up here. Uh, you know, like this. So if you can't even keep watch, some people, 
they cannot keep watch I said keep watch just for a little bit keep watching the sense of yourself just for a bit and immediately you can you see them doing it you know why is it happen if you tell them to watch a movie they are very much something <laughs> or to something you know watch your bank account oh you're very <laughs> but to watch watch your watch yourself the attention you know that every time your functioning of perception pay attention to that and what is happening you see your mind wants to go over there but it's only want to stick onto something phenomenal and that thing won't stay with you it's going to go anyway and then it creates a sense of a distraction but i don't want you to be distracted when you see that happening you stay as the witness of it and always keep on confirming but i'm here i'm witness i am not the thing who is moving i am the unmoving keep it do it do it do it until you start to love it do it until you love it because initially there's an apathy inside the human mind towards the truth it has a lot of fire for the untruth but for the truth is very lazy so. oh I can't get up but when you keep looking until you start to feel the energy of your looking then you start to love it and when you love it the mind the the, the tyranny of the mind begins to fall away and then you find that your life is not a strain even your you don't speak about your sadhana anymore because your whole life is this you'd love it then you find that you wake up as you wake up you wake up happy you go to bed happy you wake up happy not kind of uh, not a day so this is a very very ra- rajasic mind and tamasic mind wake up like that you see they always complain oh, no because it doesn't want to um to feel the life mm. so if you pay attention just keep looking for a while you see this habit this effort you must make as a mind then you start to see how much you lived in the past and how much you lived you know as a slave to your thinking and how it poisoned your your spirit as poisoned your your freedom and now you're discovering my god if 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 i stay here look stay here yeah you say if i stay here i say no 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 if stay here look from here and he said but always at a certain point you start to say but i cannot help looking from here the looking starts from here i'm even looking at the looking and you keep sticking with it and it inside uh, something begins to glow a vibration something begins to glow and but such joy inside your whole being even if you have a sick body it starts to lighten up start to glow start to radiate some feeling some oh you feel so alive for the first time you thought you were alive before i say my god there's a life inside the life there's an aliveness inside the life itself this what happened you have to win yourself back from the the mind from this um, tyrannical mind <laughs> <laughs>
this heavy, heavy mind. You have to win yourself back from this one. to see him <laughs> but you see other yeah. when we were in India we used to go to one in the mornings in those days in the south of India Tiruvannamalai we used to go walking in the morning I started going walking in the mornings and so we go walking and then sometimes we're having satsang when we stop we have chai we're coming back we have satsang and then uh, then we have main satsang then we have uh, Japanese satsang and Spanish satsang and it was a crazy time actually it's not going to happen again I don't think um, but we used to stop at one temple called Kanapa temple very very ancient temple built in rocks you know, and Kanapa the story of Kanapa is that he was a devotee of uh, Lord Shiva so how it is that um, <clears throat> He used to go, he was a hunter. He used to go and he would hunt uh, some animals or something. Then when he catches one of them, he, he would bring it to Lord Shiva. He would present it to Lord Shiva. And uh, as uh, his own sacrifice and prasad and so on, Shiva would bless him, you know, be with him like this, no? So he said that this was going on for, for quite a long time. But then one time he went and then Shiva hid his face and he could not see Shiva. His eyes could not see Shiva. And it was unbearable for him. He says, where are you, you know, because my whole life is for you. Even my hunting is for you. You put this hunting in my heart. You put everything in my heart. And now I come for you. I'm your child. Why you hide from me? You see, like this was going on. Then after some time, he says, what use is my eyes? What use are my eyes if I cannot see you? So he took his eyes out. He cut them out. He took his eyes out. He said, if, you, if I cannot see you, then you take my eyes because my life is worth nothing. <laughs> this is Canapa. Canapa is not I don't know. <laughs> That's all I know of the story. That uh, he, <laughs> I'm sure Lord Shiva restored his sight. Most of you just said something yesterday. I said, you know, so much is coming up, mm. and actually, it's always been there. I'm just becoming so acutely aware of mm. the noise that I've been living with. This constant pull of the mind. These constant stories that come. A thought comes up, and then a story comes up, then a movie comes, then it's constantly mm. and it's not that it's suddenly come up it's just that I've become so aware that I'm not that yeah and it's still going on like mm. your awareness of it is good now mm. it's a phase that must be also tasted the awareness that uh, of this um, that the, the noise this chatter this incessant chatter is going on 
something is aware of it, but also at the same time, you are aware also that you are not it. You are aware that you are the weakness of it. So initially there is a desire, a wish to stop it, to have this stop. But gradually, as you pay attention to your weakness of it, you will lose interest in the fire for seeing that, even, even against your wishes to stop it, it will stop by itself. Stop simply means uh, there are two ways something can stop. That physically it stops, and you simply can't think. You may have this experience sometimes where you cannot physically think. It's just you. You try to bring something up, and it won't form. It just won't form. There's just like a, just as a space inside. But uh, more than this. It is that uh, the thoughts they come, but they don't have a hold on you. You can use them. In fact, this is what the state uh, of sahaja means, natural state. It doesn't mean that all the senses are pushed away, and so you are, you know, then the senses are pushed away, and then so um, you don't have to perceive. No, no, the senses are there, is there, but you're not disturbed by anything at all. You have lost that uh, psychological uh, mm, relationship, and so whatever is coming up, when you lose interest, it's as though effectively uh, the experience of these things is finished. It doesn't, they don't happen, and then they will not disturb you. Not disturb. Like people living, and some people living by the by the by Heathrow Airport. And uh, went to see them, and uh, there, and the planes go past. So whoa, how you guys live here? You know? It's amazing, you know, the thing table cleaning and stuff. Like how you live? They said what? No, I said how you stand this? I said stand what? I said this this racket, this noise, you know. I said oh, no, no, it's not no trouble. We don't hear it. Also, Lakshmi before in London, she was living right next door to um, uh, West Norwood train station, just at the back. The thing, they're sitting inside meditating. Nothing, nothing at all. They don't feel it because they're used to it. And when you're used to something, you don't uh, you don't react to it. It's like it just becomes a background. They don't even notice it. So then you cannot say that it disturbs you. When you're new to it, you feel, and you don't expect, and maybe all these things come packed <coughs> together, they feel like you know, it's, this is terrible. But you get used to it. And, and also, when you're not in a position to do anything about it, then something just accepts it. If you feel you can do something about it, you disturb yourself more, because you start to fight to change it. But if you have to accept it, over my house used to be every day Concord used to fly. Nobody complained because no use. You can, you can't go and sit to the police station. You know Concord is flying over my house and speak to a minister. So nobody would uh, listen to that. So you just accept that that is how it is. You know, when you stop thinking that you're doing something for the world. So all that's flowing from you is gratitude for your own existence, and um, 
and an appreciation for what life is bringing you to bring you back to yourself again this more than what you do what you <laughs> I could do this something no something feels out of your joy out of your art you there's something responds or acts in your life that's very good then your joy will never diminish it will never go away Time come, you know, something you find where your mind is resisting, where the where the mind is resisting, or something like this. This is this will come up in the form of some hiding, some fear, something is there. And don't believe this fear. Don't believe this fear. It's not. A, it's it's actually. It's like it doesn't come from your heart. No? It just comes from the mind. You know, something is afraid. It's afraid. I don't want to speak about the mind as though it's an it, like it really is. It's not genuine on any level. Even when it's afraid, it's not a genuine afraid. It's just it. It simulates this thing like that. And uh, I mean, who is the mind to be afraid? It's more a relationship. It's actually not the mind is afraid. The consciousness, who is all doped up with uh, identity and the projections and false. Conditioning becomes afraid to just be itself again. It has really in, began to invest a lot into its projections and so on, and then you know creates the notion of a future. It starts to aspire for this future, which means that it overshadows the present, uh, the present of presence. It's because it puts it, it puts a date on it. It makes an appointment with freedom, so therefore it's not free. Don't make an appointment with freedom, because that's always something later. It's always put, and these are subtle things, but it works. It starts to make you, puts you on the waiting list. <laughs> and there's something that is here that is not on the waiting list. It does not wait. Sometimes we say freedom awaits you, but it doesn't mean it's waiting for you. It means that it's here to be discovered. You see? Discovered and recovered, it's a, they go together somehow. And uh, so th this fear does come, this comes up. Because it's we have some tamasic, rajasic energies inside. It's resisting a little bit, it wants to go back to bed, it wants to, you know, like this. And uh, don't identify with it, so that when they come, uh, they will not be so sticky. You can more and more be clear about it. And as soon as you are clear that you are the weakness of it, this weakness, formless weakness, 
detached witness of it, and you begin to experience, not believe this, you you recognize it, and begin to to see that, then everything is a changing around of power. Everything starts to move away from a mind-centered uh, existence, and just to your heart field. And how long is going to take? Doesn't take any time. Does not take any time. Om Shri Ram Ram Om Shri Ram Ram Om Shri Ram Ram Om Shri Ram Ram Sitaram, Sitaram, Sitaram.